<clears throat> Don't you love TED? <clears throat> Those TED talks are so cool. <clears throat> so if we can take some lessons from Janine Shepard and her talk now, I think one of the biggest lessons that she imparted on us is that you know, you're not your body, you're not what you do, you, know, you have to really think about what's defining you. You know, a lot of people get really, really stuck in McCoy, you know, uh, how am I going to do with McCoy, and as, as if that is the be-all and end-all, you know. And yes, it's an important class, and you've got to pass to get, you know, through to the rest of the program. But is that really your life's mission, right? What is your life's mission? What, what is, your, what is your, uh, your purpose? And more importantly, whose purpose are you doing anyway, Right? Are you doing someone else's purpose? Is someone making a purpose for you? Are you following someone else's dream? Are you really following what you want to do? You know, when I graduated from life, my goal was not to be a pediatric chiropractor. My goal was to be a sports chiropractor. I'm a hockey player. I'm playing hockey since forever. I just wanted to take care of other hockey players. That was my, <laughs> that was my thought. So, so I went back to the New York area, and I was going to be the New York Islands chiropractor. That was my goal. And for those of you who know hockey, when I was, uh, uh, when the New York Islanders were an amazing uh, hockey team, uh, there was uh, there was some players on the on the hockey team that were like total superstars, almost like uh, like Sidney Crosby of today. And one of the guys' names was Mike Bossy. And Mike Bossy had he played about ten years. He broke all kinds of records, and then he he ended his career. He retired very early after ten years um, because of a back injury. And my whole thing, when I, and that was happening when I first came home back in the 80s, and I was writing to the New York Islanders saying, let me work on him, let me explain chiropractic to you, you don't understand, you know, the guy could keep on playing, uh, just like what happened with Sidney Crosby. Remember, he quit hockey, he came down here to life, thought the character, some other chiropractors from here worked on him, and now he's still breaking records, right? So, but it was no avail, they, they had nothing, they wanted nothing to do it, he had back surgery and he was done. So I said, I want, I've been in my mind, I want to be a sports chiropractor. So I got my CCSP, Certified Chiropractic Sports Practitioner uh, degree. I was really excited. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but you know what? Uh, dealing with athletes was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And it really wasn't my dream, right? I thought it was my dream, but I was following what everybody else told me I should be doing. Because they said, because you're a hockey player, this is what you should do. So I was kind of taking everybody else's advice and not really taking my own advice. And Dr. Larry Webster, who is here at the school, he had told me a long time ago when I was in school, he said, Drew, I hear you're into sports, but pediatrics where it's at. But when I first heard him say that back in the, in the mid-'80s, I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. A um, couple of years into practice, Dr. Webster is doing, uh, McCoy, Dr. Webster <laughs> is doing a seminar in New Jersey, and I'm attending it, and he literally changes my whole life in a couple of senses, saying, Drew, you really want to be a pediatric chiropractor. I know you do it. You're, you're like, it's inside you, and you should just stop whatever else you're doing and just start focusing on pediatrics. And for some reason, I took up on what he said to do, and it was a really great seminar. He taught us all kinds of different adjustments, but more importantly, he taught us how to go out and get pediatric patients and what to, how to set up your office for pediatric you know, patients and every, like, the whole nine yards, and it completely shifted my thinking, and I became a pediatric chiropractor, all because of him. And 
the, the thing that I learned from that, because I was also just starting to go to DE at that time, the thing I learned from that time is very much like what she said. I stopped identifying with what I thought I needed to identify with, and I started identifying with something else. And the biggest thing I identified with was a statement that Dr. Sid said during one DE meeting. Well, she said it multiple times at every DE meeting. And what he said was, you've got to care so much that you don't care at all. And just like you guys looking at me as if I have two heads, that's exactly what I thought when I first heard that. You've got to care so much that you don't care at all. Like, what on earth does that mean? And Dr. Webster actually has kind of refined that for me because what he said was, like, if you're delivering an adjustment, you've got to care so much about that adjustment that you're putting your heart and your soul and every ounce of your being into that adjustment, but then you can't control what happens, right? Can you control what, how that child responds or that adult responds or that pregnant woman responds? Can you, do you have any control whatsoever? No. So you care so much that you don't care at all, right? So I, I do everything I possibly can during that adjustment, but then I give it up to the higher power because it's not me, right? I'm not controlling that person like a puppet. I give it up to this higher power, and I let whatever's inside that person decide what it's going to be. And he said, that's what you have to do with all your patients. That's what you have to do with your entire life, even with your, your practice. Instead of trying to control and manipulate everybody, you can't make people come. You can't make people do certain things. You can't make things happen. But what you can do is make you happen, right? You can care so much about what you're doing that you, care, that you don't care at all. So if, if you want to be a pediatric chiropractor, then you need to make your office like a pediatric chiropractor. You need to design your life like a pediatric chiropractor. You gotta so start talking like a pediatric chiropractor. You gotta dress like a pediatric chiropractor. You gotta study what a pediatric chiropractor would study. You gotta think the way a pediatric chiropractor. You gotta do everything you can to be that pediatric chiropractor. And then, then you can care so much that you don't care at all. So I started doing exactly what he said. I started reading the books he told me to read. I started studying the things he's told me to study. I started designing the office to look like a kid's place instead of an adult place where kids happen to be. And I started adjusting kids and, and realizing that he always used to say this. He said, you know, it's just like a puppy. You can't explain to a kid what's going to happen. You can't educatedly explain. When I adjust you like this, your cock's going to go away. Or when I adjust you, this is going to happen. You can't say a damn thing to them. But if you care so much that you don't care at all, when you are touching them, they know exactly what you're doing. And that's why so many kids, you know, like, respond on the chiropractic care. It's amazing. Because you're touching them in a very different place. You're reaching them on a whole different plane. So we get so caught up with all this other stuff. But what we need to do is we need to focus with every ounce of our being to become what we want to become. Like she wanted to be an Olympic you know, biker. But that changed, right? That shifted. So she didn't give up and say, okay, forget it. I'm not going to do anything. Just sit in my wheelchair the rest of my life. She decided to come up with a new passion, which was being a pilot. And it wasn't just being one, like one degree, like almost like a black belt. I didn't realize that pilots have this like levels of different places to go. She said, I'm not just going to stop at my pilot license. I want my navigation license. I want my instructor license. I want my commercial license. I want my you know, uh, aerobatics, you know, acrobatics license. I could, keeps on going and going and going and going. So that what I'm saying to you about that is whatever it is that you want to focus on, it doesn't stop when you graduate. That's when it begins, right? 
And then, you know, so you take all the ICP seminars and you're like, I'm done. Yeah, man, I am a pediatric chiropractor. You know, all I gotta do is take the test and I'm done. No, you're not. You just begun. Just having some letters after your name doesn't mean anything. It's what you do with that. And are you now going to refine your skills and hone your skills and focus on something and keep on learning and learning and learning? So it's not just getting your chiropractic degree and then getting some specialty certification. It's are you honing more and more and more and more and becoming the best that you can be? You know, Webster said to me a long time ago, he said, Drew, you should, be to, you should train as if you want to be one of the top pediatric chiropractors in the world. That's what you want to do. So whether it's pediatrics or geriatrics or whatever it is, is you want to do, train as if that is your goal, is that 30 or 40 years from now, you want to be the best in whatever it is, whatever niche market you want to you know, be. That's what you want. And because when you reach that point, then you can start caring so much that you don't care at all. So when you, right now, are talking, and probably not as much you guys, since most of you guys are upper quarter, but one, one thing I see a lot, especially with the ninth and 10th and 11th quarter uh, students uh, when they're in clinic, especially if you're having trouble with numbers, is you get so desperate when you're talking to the patients about coming in that you're thinking about, you know, you're thinking, I just need six more visits and five more visits, and then I need two more exams and three more x-rays, and you start thinking about people like that, that's not caring so much that you don't care at all. That's caring too much about the wrong thing. To care so much that you don't care at all is they call up and they say, I can't come in. like, all right, cool. Come in, you know, Thursday instead of today. No problem. And you don't get caught up in like, oh, my God, I don't have, I got to get these numbers in. So call it the end of the quarter. And you start thinking of all this other dialogue. If other dialogue is occurring, you know what you got to do is shut your brain down. That's what she had to do. Imagine her injuries and where she is now. Like when she first started talking and she's walking around and she's talking about this, like, how the hell did that happen? It's because she worked herself, right? She worked herself and worked herself and worked herself to make her, her the best she, that she can be. You know, what an amazing inspirational story. And not just inspirational, because you can have a great story and not be able to tell it. She was able to have this inspirational you know, life and tell it that it was very impactful. You know, the first time my wife and I saw this, we were crying after we saw this. It was like, oh my God. You know, think about the pain that she's been through. And I don't know any of your stories, but I'm pretty sure that none of us has had to go through what she's had to go through. To do what she, to be where she is. Right? And please God, may we never have to feel the pain and suffering and agony that she had to go through. But may we all reach the point where we have a goal and we see that goal and we reach that goal because we care so much that we don't care at all. Doctor, we're going to have a question for you. It may seem unrelated to what you 